0: Through November the 1st will be our cottage, will be our revival. And um, also, we know that this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and so we'll be doing pink throughout the month, but especially on the fourth Sunday. Our scripture again, and I'm just going to condense it because we're moving forward. I, I know when I'm getting those eyes because I know the closer we get to one o'clock, I do understand so um ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10 i'm not going to hold you till one o'clock don't i felt somebody said one o'clock <laughs> <laughs> now i'm just amen ephesians chapter 2 and i'll be reading verses 8 through 10 for it is my grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of god Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Yeah, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. It is the gift of God. I want to talk about God's special gift. Let us pray. Lord God, we love you, we adore you, we magnify your name. Thank you, God, for giving us an opportunity to hear from heaven. Speak now to us, God, that we, your servants, may hear, but not just be hearers. we will be followers of your word to do your will, your way. Thank you for all you blessed us with, God. Thank you for our families, our friends, all those, our guests, all those who we see and who we work with, those who will hear this message, God, just have your way, that your word will go forth. And those who are not saved will be saved, and those of us who are saved, ah, that we will grow in you and become more what you have us to be. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. we all love to receive gifts thank you I said we all love to receive gifts we may not want to admit it but we do um, we kind of put it out there for folks sometimes let folk know when certain times come and certain things is happening But we're not opposed to receiving gifts. Now you may not like surprises or surprise gifts but we love to receive good gifts. Yeah. Not not just gifts. You like to get good gifts. Now I'm not saying they have to be expensive gifts. But you do like to get good gifts. So what generally makes a a gift good or makes a gift special well generally it's who's giving the gift I know some folk receive gifts from anybody but but there's some folk that if they're giving you a gift you get excited because you know the relationship you have with them or you know the worth that they believe you have in your relationship so when they come with a gift you're excited about the gift that they're going to give you. If it's someone who loves, um, who loves and appreciates you or someone who you love and appreciate, you can't wait to receive the gift, to open the gift. You can't wait to use the gift that is given. But now if it's somebody who's suspect, <laughs> they may not care about you and you don't care much about them. Might be an enemy of some sort. You may not want to receive or open or use whatever gift they give you. You might just complain about why are they give me this gift. Who I don't know them like that. Return to sender. Yeah. Well, what, what do you do with the gift from someone that you really don't know and you really don't want it? Y'all, y'all can answer out. What do you do with that gift? Give it to somebody else to be gifted. <laughs> all right. I need y'all to keep all those answers in mind. Whatever answer you came up with, I need you to keep that in mind, because you're going to need it later on in the message. As a church, we have been reading and discussing the book by Tom Rayner entitled, I Am a Church Member. We are disciples of Christ, and I used to always say that we move from membership to discipleship. We did that for a period of time, did a series on that, and um, I was convicted By looking at this book and the title, I am a church member, didn't say a church disciple. Now, we are still disciples of Christ. We are that. We are disciples. We're called to be learners, to learn of Christ and to grow in him. But when Tom Rayner talked about being a member, he he came from a biblical perspective, meaning that in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about uh, we are one body. We become the body of Christ, and we are all members of that one body. So we are church members, meaning that we are members of the body of Christ. And as members, this is the part I really love about this, as members, we make up one body. Yeah, we're not a bunch of bodies, we're one body. And every body has function. And every body part has a function. And if all the parts are doing what it's supposed to do, then the body can function the way that it's designed to function. Just like your individual physical body. Your body has to work together in order to do what your body does. And we call that being a healthy body. Now, there is a time we know in our body that our body is doing what comes from our brain or comes from the head to the rest of our body to get those signals to tell us what to do. And we've talked correctly about Christ being the head of his church. Something happens when your body does not want to do what the head says. I think that term is called epilepsy. When the body just starts having fits. Hmm. We as the body of Christ are called upon to do what the head, who is Christ, says do. I've heard somebody mention at one of our national conventions that that's probably why so many churches are having fits we are called upon to be his church. And last time I said that, that we're his church, I, I had to make sure we we're aware that, that the church does belong to Christ. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, I know we say it's our church. We say it's my church. Now, God allows us to do that through stewardship. But just as when God created the heavens and the earth and He uh, formed man and woman and and created them. He gave man dominion over the earth, but never ownership of the earth. And in the same way, he has given us dominion and opportunity to serve in his church, but he's never given us ownership of his church. It's still his church. So in chapter six, and I am a church member, and listen, I'm, I'm asking everybody, please get the book. I'm going to read a part of chapter 6 and then then comment on that. I'm done. In chapter 6, he says, Throughout the Bible, we see verse after verse that speaks of the gift of salvation, the gift of Christ's work for us, and the gift that means we cannot earn salvation through our own works. When we receive the gift of salvation, we become a part of the body of Christ. Right before the Apostle Paul notes some of the gifts of the Spirit... He writes these words. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it, and God has placed these in the church. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 27 through 28. Do you see what's taking place? You receive a gift, the free gift of eternal salvation. That gift includes eternal salvation. Eternal salvation. It includes forgiveness of sin by Christ's death on the cross, it includes adoption by God the Father, it includes the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and it includes becoming a part of the body of Christ. Then he says, that's right. Membership in the body of Christ, the church, is gift from God. It's not a legalistic obligation, it's not country club perks. It's not a license for entitlement. It is a gift and a gift from God. A gift we should treasure with great joy and anticipation. Do you believe God loves you? Let me say it again. Do you honestly believe that God loves you? I'm here to let you know. If you don't really believe that, I'm, I'm here to emphatically tell you God loves you. The Bible says so. God says so. Jesus says so. Holy Spirit says God loves you. I know many times we beat up on each other because we've sinned, we've done wrong, we haven't done everything we ought to do. And sometimes we think that nobody could love us if they just knew who we were. But God knows everything about us. <coughs> and he still loves us. Emphatically loves us. Well, knowing that God loves you, he truly does love you. Then the question comes back, well, do you love God? And the one who loves you and cares for you has given you gifts. Yeah. He showed his love by giving. And Jesus gave and he gave and he gave. And God shows his love by giving us gifts. What has he given us? He's given us eternal salvation because we know that Jesus died for our sins, rose from the grave, that by the shedding there could be what, what, there could be no what? The mission of sin without the shedding of blood. So he died that we might have eternal life, eternal salvation. It's a gift that he's given us which includes the forgiveness of sins. Yeah, by him giving us eternal life, we can gain eternal life, not because we've been so good, not because we've been so right, not because we've done the right thing, not because we dress right, not because we went to the right school, not because we have enough money, not because we've done all these various things, but it is his gift that he's given us of eternal life. It's what God has given unto us. It's his gift, eternal life, eternal salvation. It includes the forgiveness of sins. All right. Maybe I gotta take a survey right quick. Has anybody in this place ever sinned? I need to see the hand of all those who sinned. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay, that's almost everybody. That's almost everybody. Because y'all do know that I know where the sinners are sitting. I know where the sinners are standing. I know, I, I'll tell you now, listen. I didn't call 1-900-Psychic, but I could point them out. The Bible is clear. The Bible says all have sinned and come short. And the ways of sin is there, but the gift of God. I'm telling you, it's a gift. It's a gift. Didn't earn it. By his grace, the gift of God is eternal life. But he also gifted us adoption into his family. We become the children of God. Again, regardless of what we've done, how you know there are some folks you won't let nowhere near your family. More or less in your family. But because of the shed blood of Jesus, we celebrate that today, because of the shed blood of Jesus, Not only do we have eternal salvation, but we're adopted into his family and become the children of God. But not only that, he's gifted us with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And by being gifted with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that then makes us become a part of the body of Christ. By the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, what he's gifted unto us, Is becoming the Holy Spirit becoming a part of us which then makes us come together and become his church The church itself is a gift from God The church is God's gift to you and to me So the question is what are you going to do with the gift God has given you? Do you love God? Do you trust him enough to accept his gift and use it the way he intends for you to use his gift? What are you going to do with this gift that he's given you, his church? I mean, if you love him and he loves you, you want to use it the way he wants you to. But if you don't know him, you don't love him, and God is suspect to you, then you might just complain about the gift. You might just decide, I don't want no part of the gift. It's an individual decision that you make about the gift that he has given unto us. Now, when we say, what are you going to do with his church? I know every last one of us got these notions about what his church is to us Especially we talk about a church with an individual name like first African or shallow or first Jerusalem or whatever name you put to it That's where we go, but we all become his church But the local church is a part of this because that's what Paul was writing to when he wrote He was writing to the local churches in Ephesus and Rome and various places when he was talking about what it is God expects from his church so understand this Don't you know that God knows? that we who make up his church, that every last one of us, that we are imperfect? So why are you surprised when some imperfection raises its head in his church? I don't know why it is that certain folk look for everybody in the church to be perfect and they ain't perfect. And you part of the same church. And God knows this and he loves us but yet he put us together and he's gifted us so we can do his will not ours. We would stay frustrated if it had to be my way or if it had to be your way or if it had to be our way we never will ever get anywhere. But when it's God's way he makes a decision. It's his church. And listen. Listen, this is the one that blessed me, and I preached about this last Sunday. I'm just going to repeat just a part of this. It's his church, and he put his church together just as it pleases him. Y'all got to get that. God put his church together as it pleases him. Y'all remember how we used to vote on people when they joined the church? I grew up at a shallow Baptist church. My dad, we, somebody would come down and, and somebody want to chur- join the church. Join the church. they want to do. They come join the church. It wasn't a whole lot about Jesus, but come join the church. And they come up and when they they come, they would say, "What should be done?" But the pastor, I move that so and so be a member of First African Baptist Church. But the pastor, I second the motion. It has been moved to popular second that so-and-so would become a member of First African Baptist Church. All in favor say aye. Opposers nay. I Aye. Th- nobody opposed but the devil. <laughs> Y'all remember that? We used to say that. Like, we used to do that. We used to do that. So we hadn't done it in years here, but that was a tradition in most of our Baptist churches. That was a tradition that we voted. And there were some people who we didn't want. Y'all would never say nay to him, but you know, y'all y'all would have be under your breath. I can't believe they're trying to join our church. <laughs> no matter. Mm. Get up on readiness on the motion. <laughs> now I know somebody saying, no, I don't I don't I don't really buy that, Pastor, that 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 he put it together. No, he put it together. And last time the message we said God did it, praise God. Well, let's look at that verse again. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. This is going to bless you when you get upset with folk who connected with the church. It's going to bless you. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. I'll read it. But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Okay, y'all think I'm lying. I'm saying one more time but in fact, it doesn't start start off with, it doesn't start off with, God has arranged the parts. It says, but in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, that's us, every one of them, that's us, just as he wanted them to be. And that's why he has gifted us in certain special ways, different ways. Everybody don't have the same gift, but God has gifted us in special ways. To be a part of the body that we need to be. Everybody can't be the finger. Everybody can't be the toe. Everybody can't be the eye. Everybody can't be the ear. He's given us all different functions. I mean if we would function what God has placed us in the gift he's given us. The body can do what Christ designed the body to do. And we're not just a church on Sunday. First century church talked about an ex. Chapter 2, it says that they met daily and they met knees on a daily basis. Okay, well, you say, Pastor, that's just one scripture. You can't just read one scripture and think that, you know, that means all that. All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'll read verses 22 through 26. It says, on the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. Listen to this. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lack it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffer, every part suffer with it, If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. That's what God did for His church. He gifted us with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit includes you getting at least one spiritual gift. Have y'all heard that before? He's given us, when you, when you say, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, I'm sorry for my sins, I want to turn from my sins, I believe that Jesus died for my sins, rose from the grave. He said, if you shall confess with your mouth to Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, the Bible said you shall be saved. Amen. Bible tells us once you're saved, the Holy Spirit comes in to indwell within you. And what comes with the Holy Spirit coming in you, you get at least one spiritual gift. Some may have more than one, but you have at least one spiritual gift. And what is that gift for? That gift is for the edification of the body of Christ. That gift is for the building up of the body of Christ. That gift was not so you could be so wonderful and get, make so much money and do so much stuff and everybody call your name. That gift is for the building up of his body, the body of Christ, the church. He calls us to do that. We've been blessed with at least one gift, and that gift is called, calls us to be a blessing. We are part of God's church for one purpose. And I have to break it down so we understand it's for one purpose. I'll make it clear to us because people get confused about what is our purpose, why do we exist, what the church is supposed to do. We exist for one purpose and one purpose only. It's to do God's will. And what is God's will that none should perish put it another way Jesus came to seek and to save those that were lost that's what Jesus did why, why are we all doing do thing different that's what Jesus came and we are followers of. that's how we get the name Christians followers of Christ alright another way Jesus said listen I did not come to be served but I came to serve. That's what he called us to do. He's calling us in the service to do his work, to do his will. Listen to our text again. I'm, 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 I'm done. Listen to the text again. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved. through faith. Yeah, yeah. Not of works. For by grace you have been saved. It's by God's grace. His amazing grace. We didn't deserve it. We couldn't earn it. But by his grace, we've been saved. Y'all understand what grace is? His unmerited favor. It's like, it's like now I'm not I'm not asking any of y'all to do this. Don't don't do this. I'm just trying to give you an example. But the world tell me it's an example. If you're driving down the highway and the speed limit is 70 miles an hour, you understand what I'm saying, suppress. The, the speed limit is 75, 70, 70 miles an hour. And you decide you're going to do 80. Now, at 71 miles per hour, the police has every right to pull you over. At 72, pull you up. 73, pull you up. 74, pull you up. 75, pull you up. 76, pull you but, but, but there's something that I'm going to say used to have because I don't want y'all to get in trouble. There's something that police used to have. They might still have it, Sister Marshall. I'm going to say it's kind of used to have And they called it 10-mile grace. That meant you could do 80 and they don't pull you over. They do seven and nine to be safe, but but you, you, you do it, and, and they won't pull you because they're giving you grace. They could pull you over, they could give you a ticket, they could give you a hard time, but they give you grace. You didn't earn it, and, and, that, and that's what God has done for us. We, we didn't earn it, we haven't lived right, we haven't done everything right, we've messed up, we've sinned. But it's God's grace. We've been saved by God's grace. But it doesn't stop there. We've been saved by grace through faith. God gives us the grace. You got to come up with the faith. He's put it in place because Jesus died, Rose, from the grave. He's put it in place that we have his grace. But now we have to have faith enough. To believe that Jesus came through 42 generations, went about doing good, we have to believe that he hung on the cross and he died for all of our sins. And by the shedding of blood, there's remission of sin. We have to believe that he did it just for us. So we are saved by grace through faith. Do you believe that he loved you so much that he sent Jesus? Do you believe that he loved you so much that Jesus died for all of our sins? Do you believe that he died for our sins and rose from the grave on the earth and that third day got up from the grave with all power? Do you believe that he ascended into heaven, sent back the Holy Spirit to live in us and to guide us, to direct us and to help us to do God's will? Well then, Pastor, what am I to do? I believe that. So for by grace we have been saved through faith, not of works. Nobody can boast about that. So then what am I to do? I'm glad you asked me. It says, verse 10, for we are God's workmanship. Yeah, we are his workmanship. In other words, we've been saved, but he's called us to work. And not just any kind of work. Look at what it says. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do what works? Good works. Which God has prepared in advance for us to do. Now get this. As imperfect as we are, We can do good works. Okay. As messed up as we are from time to time, we can still do good works. I'm going to tell you what helped me one day. Because when you sin, you come short. You start thinking you can't do what God wants you to do. God can and wants to use you. But I heard somebody say one day, and it took me a while to figure it out, so y'all a little smarter than me, son. y'all get it right when I say it. But he said, you can take a crooked stick and draw a straight line. Yeah. See, some of y'all got it. I, I had to work on that for a while. You can take a crooked stick and draw a straight line. What are you talking about? Many of us are not doing a reaching even near the potential God has for us because we're looking for somebody else who's living better, who's more saved than I am, who's more Christ-like, who's more loving, who's more caring. I don't know what our excuses are, but God has called each and every one of us when we come to know him and, we, and he gives us his gift of his Holy Spirit, he's given us a gift to build up the body of Christ that he expects us to use the gift for his glory let your light shine that others may see your good works and will give God glory People will see your good works when you decide, I'm going to treat this person like God wants me to treat them. I'm going to act like God wants me to act. I'm not going to let them turn me around and make me become upset. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to, the, I'm going to present to them what Christ will present to me when I act up and when I act ugly. I'm going to do it the way that Christ responds to me, how he loves me in spite of myself, how he forgives me in spite of myself, how he continues to help me and bless me in spite of myself. What would happen if we all decided that we would treat each other like Christ treat us. It's Christ. listen, it's God's desire that we would be one. I've said it Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday when Jesus prayed for us, he didn't pray that we'd have more money. He didn't pray that we have better jobs. He didn't pray that we have a better trans- transportation system. He didn't even pray that we would get the right folk on the Supreme Court. What Jesus prayed for us was something we can do. He prayed in John 17 that his church might be one. Bottom line, that we might be one. And if we're seeking to serve as he would have us to serve, if we have the joy that he wants us to have, Joy, J-O-Y Jesus, others, than yourself If we can live in such a way That we're really concerned about others' feelings And others' concerns what, how, how others, others' relationship with Christ Can we get them to come to know Christ? Can we get them to come to want to be a part? Do you realize Jesus said this In John 17, John 17 He said the reason why I need you to be one Because if the world could see that his church would want, then the world would want to be a part of it. Yeah. It's like, I'm using a hypothetical, and and I'm going to stop here. I'm using a hypothetical. Let's say that you got a cousin that's not married, kind of, you know, kind of, kind of just not doing what they ought to do but they're your cousin and and you talk about their cousin how sorry that cousin is how the cousin just don't ever do anything and never had a job just old worthless cousin matter of fact when the cousin come around I, I can't stand to be around I'm them. i I go to, when I see them on my phone, I, I, always, I block them from my phone and I unfriended them on Facebook. And you tell the person all the stuff about your cousin. And when you finish telling them all this about your cousin, then you say, you know, my cousin ain't married. I think you'd be good for my cousin. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff we can talk about. But we all are part of his church. As imperfect as all of us are. And the last thing we need to be doing is talking about each other. Especially the folk that don't know Christ. God loves us so much that he loves us with all our imperfections. And he's calling upon us to love one another in spite of all our imperfections. Matter of fact, he says the reason I gifted you is so you can help each other in your imperfections. We can help each other to be better. We can help each other to love more. We can help each other to forgive more. We can help each other to become exactly what he wants us to become. That's what he calls us to do. And that's what the Holy Spirit living in us will help us to do every day. So the prayer today is, God, help me to love everybody. Help me to forgive Help me to live like you want me to live. Help us to be the church you want us to be. That we can be one as you've called us to be one. Receive God's gift. Open your heart. Love his gift. Use his gift of the Holy Spirit to bless the gift that he's given unto you. His church. And we need to be blessed. As a church, we need to be blessed. Blessed. Because this world needs his church. Out of everything that happens in this world, all we have is his church. Don't expect this world to change on its own. This world needs his church. Don't expect folk who hate one another to start loving each other on their own. All of the hatred in this nation, in this world, the world needs his church. And God is depending upon his church to make a difference everywhere we go and we start by with each other We ought to do good unto all folk, but especially unto the household of faith. Yeah. I Said about five times I was finished didn't I <laughs> There might be somebody today That want to be a part of his church This is an invitation That first you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Once you accept him as Lord and Savior, you get an opportunity to unite with his church. Even though when you accept Christ, you are a part of his church, but then there's a local church that you ought to be a part of. You ought to choose a family, one that will love and care and help. Now let me tell all of you who are looking for a church, let me say this to you. If you're looking for the perfect church, if you're looking for the perfect church, if you find it, you can't join it. Because <laughs> you mess it up. <laughs> there is no perfect church. It's made up of un- imperfect people. But God loves us all. And we all can do better to be what God desires for us to be. We don't have to hold animosities. We don't have to get upset. We don't have to get put out with each other. We can say, Lord, created me a clean heart, renew and right spirit within me. Help me to be what you want me to be, God. And the Bible is clear. He'll do it. So, the invitation, if you're here today and you don't have a church home, well, the first invitation is no matter where you're from, if you don't know Christ, you can come today and accept Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. Uh, won't be a disciple here, but you'll be a disciple wherever you live. You go back home, your place of abode, and uh, we'll help you find a good Bible-believing church. And then. But if you're here in this area, you don't have a church home, we invite you to come unite in fellowship with First African Baptists. Um, but first you come, give your heart to God, because that's more important. Don't join the church and miss Christ. Let me say it again. Don't join the church and miss Christ. You start with Christ and then become a part, and then you officially become a part of his church. I want to say to those who watch watching on Facebook, they're watching, right? They're watching, oh, okay. Are you on Facebook? I want you to know that God loves you, God cares for you. Right now, you too can accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Right now, you can accept him in your life. You truly believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the grave. I'm going to pray a prayer with you right now. If you pray this prayer with me and you believe that Jesus loved you, Jesus died for your sins and rose from the grave, you can accept him right now where you are. Salvation is not a feeling, it's a fact. It's a fact that God loves you. It's a fact that for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loves you. So if you want to accept him as your Lord and Savior right now, pray this prayer with me. And accept Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior Say Father God I have sinned I have not been All I should be I am sorry for my sins I want to turn from my sins I believe in my heart That Jesus died for my sins And rose from the grave I'm willing to trust you God All the days of my life Holy Spirit Come into my life And help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. We'd like to hear from you. We'll do what we can to help you to find a church that you could grow in Christ and be everything. God has given you a gift, and this church is a special gift. If you're here today, here at first happen, won't you come? As we sing this great song of the church, yes. Jesus loves me. Won't you come today?